Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Ranked, a Hopped LA podcast where we rank the beers and you drink them. My name's Gary. I'm here with Mac. What's up? And we have a, a nice special episode for you guys today. What are we ranking? So we're ranking the best sour breweries in Los Angeles. Ooh. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm excited about this Yeah, one. we spent some time on this list. Yeah, we... So... At first, I thought it would be difficult because right now we're focusing on like like breweries that really focus on sours. And I was like, are we going to have 10 breweries to do this? And lo and behold, absolutely, we had more than 10 breweries uh, that focus on brewing fantastic sours. And so it was really difficult to kind of put this list together. Yeah. In my opinion. It anyways. definitely was. Uh, but before we get into it. When we're ranking beers, we have to be drinking something, right? Of course. All right, so what do we got? Uh, so we busted out an old bottle out of the cellar for this one. This is uh, Beachwood Blendery Propagation Series. Uh, I believe this is like the first series that they ever put out in yep. bottles. Uh, I don't know how long you've been holding on to this one. 2015, maybe? Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, number 064. Um, Jasmine Rice is kind of taking uh, some center stage on this one. Uh, Retinomyces and Lactobacillus, mm. um, and when we opened this thing up, all I didn't, all I had to do was was remove the cage, and the cork just popped right off. It missed your eye by like three inches. Yeah, I, I mean, I should be in pain right now, but thank God, <laughs> uh, my head. The beer gods are looking out for you. Yeah, um, and it actually, it didn't gush. We didn't no, lose it didn't any gush, beer. and it poured yeah. out really, really nicely. Yeah, um, and it's bubbling like crazy, so it still has a lot of obviously a lot of that carbonation. Yeah, so that I'm, yeast I'm down was... to check it out. Was eating everything in there. Yeah. All, All right. right. So let's, yeah, let's uh, sniff it. Damn, that nose is really nice. I mean, you get the tartness on the nose. It's uh, yeah, it's fruity, like, yeah, like nectarine. Lemony, yeah, yeah the lemon nectarine. Mm, really nice. Ooh. Okay. But but you know but dry, not super dry. Like champagne dry, you know. Um, oh, it's champagne dry. But but it but. It's it is still dry, but it still has like a like a like a nice little like fruit backbone to oh, it. Oh, it's so fruity! It's yeah. so, it's incredible <laughs> how fruity this is without having any fruit in it. Yeah, right. Um, the body on it is extremely pale and thin. Like that jasmine rice is just, you know, the perfect kind of backdrop. Um, really not getting in front of any of that kind of yeast um, aroma and complexity. Those um, you know the the brett and the lacto just really shine whatever <laughs> whatever gases and flavors and byproducts that they produced while eating up everything in there is just it's incredible yeah and at 3.6 percent uh pretty easy drinking at that too oh yeah this isn't gonna get us buzzed enough i don't think uh, i don't think so oh but, right. hey, that's okay maybe that's a good thing hey, it's only wednesday as we record this yeah we'll, we'll make it to number 10 and uh, <laughs> we'll remember it <laughs> um Cool. So that's what we're drinking. Um, and before we get into the list, we got to give you a word from our sponsor. Tell us, Mac, who do we love? We love the bottle shop out in Silmar. Um, this bottle shop is one of our favorites because, well, we love bottle shops that go the extra effort to curate the best selection possible. Not only of your local L.A. breweries, but all those sought after cans that you're looking for from Northern California, Central Coast, San Diego and beyond. Um, the bottle shop does an excellent job at doing that. Um, located in North L.A. and Silmar, um, these guys just kill it on selection. So 
thank you to the bottle shop. Yeah, definitely give them a follow on Instagram because they're always posting about the latest beers that they're bringing in at the bottle shop with, uh, it's spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, right? That's right. So a little weird spelling, uh, old school spelling. Um, But they also do delivery on Postmates and Drizzly. Uh, within a 25-mile radius. So that's going to hit most of Los Angeles. So if you can't get out to Silmar, you can order from them. And then I believe they're in the process of about to launch like a a, a website, and app, mobile app that you can order through, um, which is going to be really cool as well. So, um, yes, big fans of the bottle shop. Um, thank you to them for supporting our show. So let's get into this list. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. I'm really excited to dive in. Okay, so before we hit the list, sorry, we're going to keep you guys in suspense. I just have to put a disclaimer out there because, you know, we're we're ranking these and sometimes we get a little bit of heat online, which we totally welcome. Um, But this, I just want to say, this is not the definitive list of the best sour breweries in Los Angeles. This is our list. This is our opinion. That's right. And we want to... Um, establish this as a conversation starter, a jumping off point for you guys to let us know what you think. Um, so with that being said, let's jump into number 10. What do we got? All right, we're going to kick number 10 off with Phantom Carriage out in Carson. These guys opened up a few years ago. Uh, horror-themed tap room. Really cool, unique experience going there. Um, but the beers came out of the gate pretty on point. Um, personally, I really like their like dry hop sours, um, but consistently, and for many people that I've talked to about Phantom Carriage, um, just a really, really good producer of sour beer. Um, couple that with some really good food coming out of the tap room and they have a little kitchen in there. Um, it's kind of a cool little stop in the South Bay as you're kind of making your way around. So Yeah, I think they opened up in 2015, and when they did... They were one of a handful of sour producers, like breweries that focused on sours. Like you go in and the room is full of barrels. Like it's just this, they were meant to do that. And since they've opened up, there's been a lot more that have opened. Um, And honestly, it's been, I can't remember the last time I had a Phantom Carriage beer. It's probably been at least two years. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, yeah, at least a year for me too. At this, in this day and age, there's just, I mean, there's a lot of breweries out there. I know, yeah. but but I but I feel like subconsciously, like that says something. Like I haven't felt, like I've had some of the other breweries that we'll talk about on this list. Like I've had their beers recently, um, and them I haven't had. And I don't want to say like it's because they're bad or for whatever reason, but um, I think that just says something. Yeah. Um, and so also, you know, uh, one of their a couple of their key partners exited the company uh within the last year as well so i just feel like overall kind of from an outsider's perspective um phantom carriage um may have dropped off a bit right Um, where where they would be higher up on this list a few years ago or even a couple years ago um yeah i mean they're they're hanging on at number 10 yeah and like i said we haven't had them recently so this is not a a declaration on their beer quality per se as much as kind of like their overall program and presence and kind um, of market share in, in a sense exactly yeah. so uh phantom carriage does make the list number 10 um and i think this is just a nice reminder for both of us 
Let's get some Phantom Carriage. Yeah, let's go down to Carson. Well, I think what was interesting, too, um, like about a year or two ago, they started doing hazy IPAs. Yeah. You remember so, that? Yeah, I do. And they haven't been doing that. Or okay, if they so have, they've been they very quiet off. and just, like, putting them on in the tap room. Yeah, they're one of those breweries that you kind of thought, like, okay, specializing in sours and with the occasional hazy IPA, you kind of ex- you would kind of hope that, like, a monkish, right, that, like, those hazy IPAs would be pretty, pretty uh, – impactful like in terms of your memory and like in in, in, in taste but uh yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they've been doing them lately probably just kind of missed the mark to me when they started coming out it felt like an identity crisis yeah. to me like it felt like oh a me too like oh i, I gotta get into well, hazies and um i heard good things early and then i started not hearing good things and yeah. then they disappeared so i never had or actually i did have one it was okay I think it's tough, you know, especially as an all-sour brewery, you know, you, and as with more, as more breweries open up, the offerings become a little bit more broad and, and just, there's just more out there. And so at some point as a business, you have to think, okay, do I branch out a little bit? Do I start diving into the IPAs? And I think that's a kind of a nice segue into the next brewery on this list where it was very much, you know, wild ale focused and uh and then all of a sudden you started seeing some ipas creep up um i don't know why don't you tell us about this next brewery on the list yeah so coming in at number nine is dry river brewing out in boyle heights um so they have been producing beer for a few years now and opened up their tap room probably like a year and a half or so after they kind of hit the public market um and specializing in sours like barrel aged stuff right off the bat they have a bunch of barrels in their tap room they have a few different like wood fooders in there um and so their whole philosophy was slow beer right Mm -hmm. so um i think that lent itself very well to the concept of you know slow fermented barrel aged sour beer um allowing you know those yeast strains and those uh you know wild bugs to kind of take shape in and creating the beer that they're looking to get so um i think and also the tap room itself like really complements the beer style i think yeah i mean everything seemed that the beer seemed very handcrafted when you think craft beer uh i think dry river encompasses a lot of like what that craft means especially because they would put in some pretty funky ingredients yeah like, like wild know, forage yeah, ingredients yeah, yeah. Plants and um, yeah, like Naja, and... former former head brewer there, would would go on these camping trips and bring back crazy plants. And yeah, different ingredients that he incorporated into the beer. So I and then that kind of let uh, kind of followed through to the tap room where everything was very handmade and and uh, and just very artisan. And yeah. So I think Dry River kind of hit the mark in craft in like crafting a really cool experience that felt like everything was very intentional. Yeah. It wasn't um, like your standard run-of-the-mill sour barrel-aged sour. It yeah. was like crazy stuff, like different styles that they were mix, playing around with. Um, they've flowers. gotten into the IPA thing too, yep. um, which I feel like as a brewery in the modern age, like you kind of have to a little yeah. bit. And especially where they're located across the street from Indie Brewing, where you know, you're going to naturally have people are going to visit both tap rooms. Yeah. I thought we thought it was kind of cool. You can go to Indy for one thing, you can go to Dry River for another. Right. But I think like any brewery like Dry River, you're going to have people that are craving a certain style. Right. And obviously Dry River's not would was not for everybody. 
and and then having an IPA offering kind of just made it a place for other people to kind of come in and get a beer or style of beer that is more you know well known and accepted versus like these crazy tart or uh, barrel aged beers that they were putting out with these crazy ingredients and you know it's one of those things where you kind of like you know you hope that they that those people you know want to learn more and get educated on the beer but you know you, at the end of the day sometimes you kind of have to have like a little palate cleanser or, or mm-hmm. uh, just like a general offering yeah of some sort totally but, um, yeah yeah i mean i remember seeing some of their beer when we were in denver a couple years back at first draft i remember seeing bottles of their beer in the cooler there yeah that was when cool. it was like these guys are tiny like really really small yeah um but yeah i think any conversation about dry river at this point like you have to kind of mention like the departure of naga who really felt like the heart and soul of that brewery Mm -hmm. um that beer program for since they opened um you know we don't know anything we're not going to comment on why he's not there anymore um i haven't heard anything about any change in beer quality from what it seems like from an outsider's perspective it it seems like business as usual, mm-hmm. um, but you, a departure like that has to leave a hole. You know, like Naga is such a unique person, um, yeah. and his his fingerprints are on that entire They're brewery everywhere. and tap room. Yeah, I mean, he basically hand built the entire tap room. I feel like yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Naga's presence lives on at, at Dry River, and and to your point, yeah, yeah Garrett picked up the the reins, and he's been uh, he's been crushing it with all those recipes and keeping the brewery moving forward um keeping dry river in the conversation of one of the best sour breweries in los angeles yes so yeah so dry river number nine what do we got for number eight number eight um a brewery that continues just to produce uh wild and sour beers Uh, this is craftsman a legacy brewery in los angeles located out in pasadena they don't even have a tap room. Um, I know I had, they had like the unofficial tap room over at like the Maximiliano. Yeah, Maximiliano in Highland Park. I think that's still the case. Yeah, it is. Um, looking at the, I remember looking at the recent tablets over there, and they still have all the, all the good flagships on from Craftsman on over there. Um, but Craftsman, like I said, is just like an OG sour brewery in LA, and really one of the OG breweries in LA. To, you know, focusing on a style at the time, like probably nobody cared about or even right. knew what it was or what it what it meant and and mark uh you know from craftsman he is just kind of stuck with he, he's he stuck with it his you stubbornness know? prevailed yeah, yeah that's what it, that's a, probably a better way to put it yeah uh, uh so yeah they do they do the uh, brew a, a few clean styles like they have a half that I, you see on tap they, right, they have right, the 1903 right. lager um but for the most part i think the majority of their portfolio is you know, barrel fermented, crazy stuff. Yeah. If you go to a really good beer bar, let's say like a Glendale Tap, a Barbers at the Brewery, um, a Beer Belly, something like that, you're gonna find Craftsman most of the time. So some of these like these beer buyers that like no good beer, they're gonna have Craftsman on all the time. Um, you're not gonna see them at kind of like the newer beer bars that aren't as well entrenched in the beer scene. I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I think for the most part, it's like legacy people that have relationships that know what this beer is and what it's all about and how to showcase it in a, a tap list amongst all the other styles. Um, so I think any sour brewery list of Los Angeles needs to have Craftsman somewhere on it. 
Um, Blasphemy and, if, if they're not on it. Right, I exactly. Like, and I yeah. think the, the reason why they're not higher on the list is just they keep a low profile. Super low profile. Um, you don't see a lot of event. Like, they don't do a lot, whole lot of events either. Right. Um, and when they do, I mean, it's just kind of a treat. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Yeah, like you said, like you don't, you won't see them at your run of the mill beer bar. Um, it's very much at these places that ha- that have the relationship that understand what a good sour beer is and and know that Craftsman is a part of that that list of uh, top sour breweries. So. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, moving into that was number eight. We're moving into number seven. Gary, I'll, I'll let you take this one. Yeah. So I think now we're getting into this part of the list where any of these breweries could be in the top three. Like like this brewery and up, it was very difficult for us to rank any of these. Um, and, and and that statement alone, I think, will be controversial because people are gonna people are I think are very will be very opinionated about their top three sour breweries. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one's Smog City. These guys have been producing, you know, wood-aged sour beers for a long time now. Um, you know, a little bit under the radar just because they brew a bunch of other types of beer, the clean the clean beers that they brew. I want to do the kettle sours, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the kettle sours, too. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I completely forgot about that. We were crazy over those yeah. i feel like i've had that I've cuddle had, bug that snuggle bug yeah i feel like i had that was like my first yeah uh, exposure to smog was right. through the kettle sours yeah and then you started getting the more complex once they got that out of the wood. other space yeah that was the thing is like they didn't ha- yeah they didn't necessarily have the uh the room to store the barrels right but now they have like they have yeah they're a complete yeah, facility space massive. Yeah. now they have the space across the parking lot for the wood cellar yeah and also i mean you have to hit up our youtube channel where we do a whole kind of um, tour of their wood cellar facility, which is amazing. It was just that was so, I, I can't put that into words. Yeah. It was the one of the coolest things. What's well, cool? It's like half like barrel room, half like uh, laboratory. Yeah, um, yeah. It was kind of it was a really cool experience, kind of t- to do that little tour of the wood. The way cellar. they were drying out like like those oranges, uh, the per- uh, persimmons. I think. Pers- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some Japanese, like old school, like drying method or something yeah, like that. that I, I don't know what it was. It was insane. But yeah, Smog City, um, sitting here at number seven, producing some really, really good beer, really good sour beer. And yeah, I think um, the diversity of the beer that they put out kind of pushes them down a little bit because they're not like known as a sour brewery because they do so much other, so many other beer style styles well. Um, but the one thing that I think is really exciting right now is they just opened up their new tap room, Smog City West, uh, taking over the former um, Zimmergy Brew Works, and it's basically going to be their experimental tap room. I mean, they'll have like a few cores, like some of the the regular Smog beers that you really like, but they're going to put a bunch of one-off stuff uh, from the wood cellar, places where the beers that they don't really have um, a solid home for in their other tap rooms. So I think that's really exciting for them. And uh, yeah, if you haven't had any of the sour beers from Smog, uh, I imagine there's a number of people listening to this that might not have because, you know, just they've been so focused on some of the other really good beers they make that you should absolutely try them. All right, with that being said, number six, what do we got, Mac? All right. Uh, This brewery is a thing in this in this point in time, more known for their IPAs, specifically their hazy IPAs. 
more than their their sour beers. But we're talking about Monkish, uh, one of the breweries that came out of the gates all about saisons and sours and barrel aged beers, and obviously put that aside for some IPAs. But they still put out a number of these beers on a regular basis. They're just not as talked about i feel like Mm -hmm. but they're still equally as good like they like that quality hasn't died off at all that's still a strong focus of monkish it's just not on the hype train like all the other ipas are um well deserving of being a middle spot on the list here simply because those beers are fantastic and if you haven't had a monkish sour um you're missing out completely i think it's easy to overlook them when you go to that tap room and there's you know six different hazy ipas that are world class that you're gonna want to get um but resist the temptation order a saison order a farmhouse ale order something that they have on that's a little bit different um and you'll be very very pleased um and i from i heard a quote and i don't know if this is actually something that henry said but i heard something um like a couple years back that he's doing the hazy stuff so that he can play around with the sour, funky, you know, farmhouse, barrel-aged stuff that doesn't sell as well as his hazy cans. Right, right. You know, so whatever whatever the case may be, it that does make sense. Um, But, yeah, those beers are great. We wish they released more of them, and they should absolutely be on your radar if you love sour beer. Yeah, I would just say long before they were killing it on the IPAs, they were killing it on the sours true so all right moving into number five halfway through the list now um gary i think you bumped these guys up a little bit um and i agree who do we got yeah so um yeah i think these are a little bit um off the radar for a lot of different people this is long beach beer lab uh these guys have been around for a few years now and have always done played around with experimental sour beers Um, if you go into their tap room, the beer list is just all across the board. Um, but they do some really good sours. And, um, the reason why I put them at number five here is because of Sour Friends Fest, uh, this past LA beer week at Celador, they hold a festival, um, and Long Beach Beer Lab was a standout at that festival amongst a lot of the guys on this list plus a lot of others that are all throughout California that you guys all know and love. And if I'm not mistaken, like that wasn't just a standout for you. We talked to a number of people that day that when we asked like, what was your, one of your favorite beers at this fest, uh, consistently Long Beach Beer Lab was getting called out. Totally, totally. So um, yeah, so we think that they're doing some great stuff. I can't wait to have more of their beer. It's probably only going to get better they really pay attention to um their beer program and the fact that they have that the sourdough yeast program the bakery thing um right in-house i think just makes things even more interesting so we talked a lot about them on the long beach podcast so that's probably enough for this one but check them out just check them out yep agreed um oh and i'll just throw out they have that uh, milk the mustache series that's like their like flagship sour and they do fruited versions of that that's one to pay attention to because that's one that they'll they'll put out in bottles and that is like somewhat accessible i mean i don't think i've seen it at a bottle shop out here but if you're in long beach i'm sure it's out there but just go down to the brewery um any of their mustache or milk the 
Yeah, let's milk right? the mustache. Yeah, milk the mustache and then like milk the apricot and oh, milk. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like the milk the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just fruited variants of that same base beer, but it's delicious. So that's number five. Delicious. All right, number four. We're going uh, kind of East County, a place that we don't really get to all that often, which sucks because I love it. Yeah. Uh, this is homage uh, out in Pomona, downtown Pomona. Um, awesome little tap room. I wish it was like my neighborhood tap room. Me too. I, I was just came across an Instagram post they put up, and I'm just like, of like the bar of like what's on tap. I'm just like, man, I wish this was in my backyard. Yeah. Um, crushing it on IPAs and other styles, but their sours are fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of fruited stuff, um, and they're super experimental. And I feel like whenever they do a beer release, I feel like their sour beers are the ones that like people clamor for more they than anything so else fast. yeah they get lines out the brewery for yeah. it yeah they're sour beers they're they're known in like the beer enthusiasts like the hardcore beer enthusiast community for their sours more than anything else yeah um which is is a little bit counterintuitive given in the haze craze day and age which they do a really good job at yeah i think homage does a great job at kind of diversifying their hazy ip offering but hot damn those sours are like world-class sours too. So good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with that that Chinatown tap room gonna opening. Yeah, when is that opening? I have no idea, yeah. but closer, um, man. Get you, it closer to. You me. have to imagine that like the opening of that place is gonna allow them to do so much more cool stuff yeah. from a barrel aging perspective and like a sour beer perspective. So yeah, because um, they've been pretty. My fingers. Man, they've been very small batch. Uh, uh, you know, still, and, and you know, as they, I think, get that new space, like that's well, the thing. Is their like, tap room is tiny, yeah, and I, I don't really know too much about their the their whole. Side, yeah, yeah, I think they have another space. They have, they, to. they have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but homage, yeah. so good, yeah, so good. Uh, they release their. They don't do online releases, do they? No, I don't think so. I, I think, think you have to go out there on premise. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna find their beers in any bottle shop. So head out to Pomona. Keep your eye on their Instagram. Head out for release. It's yep. well worth it. All right, moving into number three. I mean, this is a brewery that just has made many top three <laughs> yeah. lists already for us. Yeah. This one's Highland Park. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, ever since they opened uh, in the back of the Hermosillo, they've been putting out great sour beer. Mm-hmm. And I still, I actually also considered bringing out some of those bottles because yeah. I'm hanging on to a bunch of those. From back in those days too, all the yeast, yeah, raise eyebrows, very wild stuff. They were inoculating with like the wild Highland Park parking lot uh, flora out there, yep. and um, they've continued to to ramp that up in their new facility in Chinatown. So I think that they get um, their sours get a little overshadowed by the IPAs, both West Coast and hazy, by the Pilsners. Um, and once in a while, they got a stout that comes out that you know, people really love. Everybody loves Highland Park. Right? So good. So they're, yeah, they're sour stuff, farmhouse, barrel-aged. Um, just so good. Yeah. yeah. It's there, and it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they are our number one top ten best brewery in Los Angeles. Because they crush every style. Yeah. 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 So well-deserved number three placement here. Hell yeah. Um, so we're in our top two now. Woo! Yeah, I'm I mean, excited. And I and we were kind of like gotta be pretty obvious. We were kind of like which one is one, which one's two. Yeah, um, yeah. It was difficult. Um, you really could swap these out. 
You could, but I feel like I think we I think we ranked them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give no, us number two. All right, number two. We're looking at Celador Ales in North Hills. Um, I mean, obviously, just one of our favorite breweries in Los Angeles. Super unique, hundred percent French oak. Um, they just do some really crazy stuff. Like every beer they put out is with a cool ingredient. It's with a cool dry hop. Um, I love their like they just I think released like their uh, not just released but they released some, like beet beers which I really dig. Yep. Um, there's just a lot of cool experimentation going on at Celador, and I haven't had a beer I did not like. Everything is done with intention. It's delicious. It hits the mark, and I feel like Kevin and Sarah and the team over there just, they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? World-class sours in my backyard. Uh, I can't say anything more about Celador. They're awesome. And um, I think outside of the brewery we're going to talk about next, the only one that's doing only sour beer. Right. Right? Yep. So our top two here are only sour beer producers, and both of them technically not breweries, right? Well, yeah, I guess they don't have neither of them brew yeah, work on site. Yeah, they don't have the brew house on site. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so Celador is so good. There's a reason why they, I believe, they were number one on our SFV list. Yep. They're somewhere in the middle of our top ten breweries, like of all of LA. Um, and yeah, we love those guys. Great yep. stuff. Yep. Always worth consideration when you see them on on a tap list somewhere. All right, so I'm going to need a little drum roll for number one. All right, Gary, who do we got for number one? What do we leave off the list? It's the beer we're drinking right now. Oh, that's right. Beechwood Blendery. Boom. Yes. Um, I mean, Beechwood can do no wrong. They're right up there with Highland Park as like a brewery in L.A., that kills it across all styles. Yep. Has won beers. so many awards with all their different beers. Um, I think technically a little bit more decorated than Highland Park is. Yes. Um, and with their brew pubs and their restaurants and with the blendery, it's just it's a no-brainer. If you've been to that location, the blendery tap room is just a really cool space to drink sour beer in. Um, their beers do make it to bottle shops all across LA County and beyond. Um, and we went to, we actually went to a release a couple years back where we had this really cool guided tour tasting thing with yeah, Ryan Fields, who was formerly the, the head, head blend, brewer, head, head blender, blender yeah, yeah. the head of their sour beer program. Yeah. <laughs> um, and talked a lot about what they have going on there with like the cool ship. Yeah. There's a lot of cool and stuff how they're like, out of there. Really inspired by that Lambic style. And I was listening to uh, the Fort Brewers podcast a couple weeks back, and they were talking about the blendery and how they were recalling a conversation they had with Gabe Gordon, uh, one of the co-founders of the brewery, the owner, and how they really set up that blendery location and that barrel aging facility to mimic um, what is going on in Belgium um, in terms of temperature, in terms of airflow, and the, the things that are running through the air. Of course, you can't be Belgium. That's what makes it so unique. But they did a lot of testing, and there's, like, papers and research and things that they've published publicly that are like, here's what we found out, and here's how we're, you know, constructing our 
our uh, blendery and our barrel facility to try to mimic as much as we can and be inspired by what's going on in Belgium. So they're doing those like that, those goose inspired ales and those lambic inspired ales and just beers that not many people in not many breweries are attempting to do, especially in Los Angeles. And they're achieving it at such a high level. And they just put out, they, they're just putting out beers all the time that are really, really interesting and of such a high quality. Really, really impressive what they're doing. Well, there you go. That's your number one spot. And as Gary just said, that's the reason why. Yep, that's right. So at this point in time, we want to throw it back to you guys. What is your top 10? We want you to tell us. So hit us up. I say hit us up everywhere. Just hit us up on Instagram. I'm going to start just saying that because we're going to post our top 10 there. Um, hopefully you guys see it. If you haven't, go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash hopdla, at hopdla. At hopdla everywhere. Yeah. Comment and let us know what are your top 10 favorite sour breweries in Los Angeles. That was ours. And... My glass is empty. I'm ready for another pour, or let's crack another bottle, or what are we going to do? All right. Well, we have plenty more of this propagation series to finish, so let's just kill it off. That's your top 10 sour breweries in All Los right. Angeles. There you go. That's ranked. We rank the beers. You drink them. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Peace out.